Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Brother Cruz speaking, youth leader of the Pentecostals of Parramatta and your host for Everyday Apostolics, where individuals share their story for God's glory. So first of all, I just want to greet every listener, yeah, whether it be locally here in Australia or internationally around the world. I just want to take this time to greet you all in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Also, it's an honour and privilege to showcase this podcast and also hear stories from individuals that share their story for God's glory. But I thought for myself tonight, you know, being the host, that you know, um, I'll give this opportunity to share my story, to share my testimony, to share my journey of how far I've come with the Lord. So, of course, we, you know, you know my name, Brother Cruz. I attend the Pentecostals of Parramatta. My pastor is Pastor Ben Revel and Sister Abby Revel. Shout out to them. Um, all the way living out in Narellan, but uh, you know, making the effort to become the pastor and first lady of the per, uh, Pentecostals of Parramatta. But also on top of that, I just want to acknowledge my uh, former pastor, uh, passed away back in 2009, uh, Pastor Sam Bulibosa, and the first lady, uh, Randini. Uh, she's now a missionary in, uh, out in Nerupi, or around there, around the middle of Australia, Sister Salata Bulibosa. So, you know, I just want to thank the Lord, you know, um, for their lives, but also I want to thank for our current pastor now. Um, they're doing the believe, you know, it's not any, it's not an easy job. You know, shout out to all the pastors in the, in every church around Australia, um, especially in the UPCA. Um, you know, it's not an easy job. I find, uh, you know, you guys do a, are doing a great job. All pastors, especially my my one in Parramatta. Um, you know, these guys are doing a good job and I know at times it can be challenging and it can be, you know, it can be testing at times, trialing at times, but I thank the Lord that, you know, that each man and woman of God who has, um, made the choice to take up the, the role as being a pastor, it's, um, it's a, indeed a very, very challenging, um, big role, but, you know, you're doing a great job. So shout out to my pastor, Pastor Ben Revel and Stabby Revel. Uh, so how did I come to church? You may wonder, how did I? Come to church. So um, my journey started around back in. So my first time I came to service was in the first weekend of October two thousand three. So um, it was during the NRL Grand Final that weekend. I came to the morning service, but I didn't come to the evening service because being a young person and you know being involved in loving sports, I wanted to stay back and watch the Rugby League Grand Final, which was between uh, Penrith and the Roosters. So. <clears throat> How it all occurred was that my mum, so my mum, I believe two weeks before, a week before, uh, she was baptised in Jesus' name and, uh, you know, filled with the Holy Ghost. And, you know, I noticed something different about her. So it was during the time when I believe when Brother Willoughby, so he, he's a re, he was with a pastor at Singapore in the Tabernacle of Joy. And I believe, um, I th- yeah, he's passed on, but I believe, uh, I think it was during that time. So my mum was baptised. And I remember coming back from a rugby uh, rugby presentation that I saw my mom coming in. And she was all bubbly. She was all excited. And I was trying to figure out what is, uh, what's up with my mom? What's, she's different. She seems so excited. She seems so jumpy. So when I, uh, you know, she said, oh, son, I got baptized. And I, and I said, okay, yep. All right, that uh, sounds good. Okay. So being the young 14-year-old, I just... You know, I just went with I went along with her emotions. So a couple of weeks later, so I was um I went with um uh, I went with mum to my first service at the old PCYC in Parramatta and Hassel Street. I remember going in there as a fourteen year old, and you know, 
you know, being because before coming to the before coming to UPC, before coming to an apostolic church or Pentecostal church, uh, I was raised Methodist. So I was raised Methodist. I went through AOG and then went through the phases in scripture classes like uh, Presbyterian, Anglican, you know, all those other ones. But then I came, you know, being came into this, uh, you know, this uh, Pentecostal church. It was in the PCYC, and um, I was thinking to myself, okay, it's just like church, you know, it's probably going to be like the other denominations, so on and so forth. And then I went through the motions of it, and I remember meeting Sister Sala for the first time. Uh, brother Sam, he was walking past, and he said, "Oh, I'm Bula." So it, um, it was wonderful to meet him. But also on top of that as well, just um, being in the church, and I, I thought to myself, ah, this is different. Something's up here. And I was, something's up here. And I was like, even looking at the women's hair, and I said, all the women's hair, none of it's cut, you know. None, none of it's cut. They haven't dyed their hair, or they're not wearing jewelry, or, you know, they're wearing skirts, you know. I was like, I was really like, you know, checking checking it out, um, you know, with them. And it's also the men, I noticed the men, they all had short hair. And I was trying to figure out to myself, saying, something's up here. It's like, I don't know, is, is this something else? Is this a, is this, you know, uh, is this another the branch or something? So I just tagged along as a young 14-year-old with my mum and then, you know, going through those moments, um, probably a couple of weeks into into church, um, my Uncle David, so um, my brother Dave, so my Uncle Dave, he he said to me, oh, son, I've got to give you a Bible study. So when giving the Bible study, I was thinking, Thinking to myself, okay, on what's this Bible study about? Because in prior engagements with the other churches, it was just Sunday school and just the basics, and so you know about John three sixteen and you know all the all the scriptures, you know Moses and the Ten Commandments, um, Adam and Eve, you know just the basics of you know of what a young person knows or, or being a young teenager. So going through those motions, my uncle gave me a Bible study in oneness on the one God who who Jesus really is. And like we all respect like my uncle, you know, he wasn't like he wasn't a doctor, he wasn't a professor or or theologian, but the Bible study he gave me on oneness, he just really opened my eyes on who Jesus really is. How he pointed from the Old Testament and, you know, show forth in the connections to the New Testament. And it really came to that point that I really uttered the words after that one Bible study but one is yeah Jesus is not the second person in the Trinity. He's not he's not just another branch of the Godhead. He is God manifested in the flesh. And I by him explained to me in the most simple ways, but even though it was so sim- simple, but it felt you know very revealing to see that man this is the real deal and this was in my you know my Bible all along. Um bearing in mind that you know for me, being you know, going to other churches, um, you know, I just had my Bible, you know, just to show that I'm a Sunday, I'm a Christian. But at one time, if I was to go off track here, I remember one time I, I, um, I, how can I put it? I got a pen. Um, this is back in AOG. I got a pen and I, I screwed my Bible. I turned it like into an art book. And then uh, next minute, I got told off by my dad the following day where my Bible was just, uh, you know, written and I put artwork and, it really, um, yeah, it really convicted me and he told me off by it, even though I wasn't going to church. But on top of that as well, back to the Bible study, uh, my Uncle Dave, you know, he he really showed me. And then he showed me the plan of salvation. You've got to repent, 
I'm going to be baptized and filled with his spirit. And, you know, what really pricked my heart, what really convicted me was, you know, the, was with the motion that, you know, that Jesus is coming back, you know, the Lord is returning. So, in saying, you know, with him showing me the plan of salvation, how I must enter into the kingdom of heaven, especially I use reference to John chapter 3 from verse 1 to 8 or 1 to 10, uh, I made up my mind, see, I must be filled, I must be baptized, I must repent. First, I must repent, be baptized, and be filled. So, it came to the Bible study, so, you know, as the weeks and months went by, but people get baptized first and get filled. But with me, it was vice versa. So I got filled and then I got baptized in the in the month of I think it was April or in April, the early months of two thousand early months of the year two thousand four. So this is prior to me turning fifteen years old. So um you know when I gave my life to the Lord as a young person, um I kid you not, it was like it was like battling times from day one. So with my dad he's a my dad he's he's a he claims to be a Methodist, but um, he really goes to church. But I remember the time when uh, when I got baptized in my certificates, and I remember my dad told not in me off, but my mom off as well. And then we ended up going for a bus ride, my mom and myself, you know, down to Hurstville. And you know, mom was mom was worried, mom was tearing up, and I just said to mom, "Mom, don't worry about it. You know, just you know, just be cool, just be calm. Everything will be okay." So, you know, as and it was and you know, God, you know, I thank the Lord for that because, you know, after a couple of days, couple of months, you know, just everything simmered down after that. And um yeah, you know, I just thank the Lord for that. But I remember my dad saying to me that, Oh, you must get baptized, you know, get baptized when you have a family or when you're old. But I was saying to myself, No nah, man, Uncle Dave, he's shown me the plans, the steps to salvation. I must be baptized. I must be filled. I must repent. And I thank the Lord for taking those steps when I was 14 years old, 14 turning 15 in the year 2004. So, you know, going through my stage during high school, especially those years, uh, I kid you not, of course, there was trials and tribulations. There was peer pressure during those during those years in high school. Um, you know, but I thank the Lord for, for my Uncle Dave and Brother Sam, Pastor Sam, for really grounding me in the Word, um, hearing the preaching, um, hearing the teaching, um, Uncle Dave teaching in the Sunday school. Uh, I was during those moments that um, it really motivated me to live a Christ-like life. Now, I'm, I'm, you, know, I'm, you may think I sound perfect, but no, I've made mistakes. You know, I've made errors. But I just thank the Lord that during high school that, um, you know, I didn't smoke, I didn't drink, you know. Um, I thank the Lord for my parents as well because they drilled me, um, you know, into doing good in my, in my education. But also, I thank the Lord for my mom. Um, even before coming to church, my mom used to say, you know, we had a very challenging time. You know, my dad, he was a good man. But when he gets on the, when he got on the bottle, you know, the alcohol, um, things were pretty tense in the household. So I remember mom, one time, you know, she was very teary and she put me on her lap when I was a toddler, you know, when I was like three or four years old or five years old. And she said to me, Levengu, uh, in Fijian means my son. I don't want you to drink beer, okay? I said, yes, mom, I will not drink beer, mom. And by doing that, you know, that's why I didn't drink during high school because, you know, what my mom said and, you know, what it, how it affected my dad. 
But also on top of that, of course, you know, young, you know, being a young person during high school, there's so much peer pressure, you know, like, of course, you know, ladies and, you know, the, you know, the opposite, you know, the opposite gender, you know, the attractions of opposite genders. And I was just not into that, um, simply being because I just want to focus on school. I always looked forward to youth on Fridays and, of course, playing on Saturdays. And uh, just doing my part for, you know, being my, doing my part as best as I can, living for God as a young person. And if I was to say right now for any young person that may be listening to this podcast and you may be going through a challenging time, you know, you may be trying to live your best for Christ, but, you know, you, you're being made fun of and so on and so forth. Just keep on keeping on, bro. That's my sister, my brother, young brother, young sister. Keep on keeping on. Keep on moving forward and knowing that, you know, you may be going through those tough times, but, you know, it says in his word that he will never leave you nor forsake you. So you're always going to have that audience of one roaming around, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. So moving on, um, you know, attending my first my first youth camp uh, in Hazelbrook, uh, up in the Blue Mountains in 2004. I was day trippers. Uh, Billy Pastor Harvey was... He was the youth pastor back back then, and the the guest speaker, if I'm correct, if I'm correct, he's I think his name was Reverend Jordan Taulau. Uh, he was American Samoan, and he was a missionary to Jamaica. So hearing him preach and you know what he what he shared, it was it was an eye opener, especially being a fifteen year old in two thousand four. So on top of that as well, now being in youth ministry, now I'm thankful to. The leadership of um, Brother God Divi Nakota. He is the former youth leader of Pentecostals of Parramatta, but also is now well, I'm helping out in Pentecostals of Hornsby. So he was my youth leader from 2004 all the way to his uh, his last tenure in 2009, I believe, around that time, end of 2008. So you know, I was thankful for his leadership and guidance as well. Especially on Friday night, to me, he'll preach to us, or you know, the or you know other situations, you know, preaching and teaching. But um, you know, I'm thankful for young ministers, you know, youth leaders, youth leaders. If you hear this out as well, you know, shout out to you. You know, you have you have a challenging job to do, but know as well it's a rewarding job because you're like the mentor and the you know the advisor for young people, especially going through high school and that. So. You know, to those young leaders, youth leaders, keep on keeping on. You know, you may not get the acknowledgement you may receive, but as long as you do it unto the Lord, you know, you just keep on doing it, bro. You're my sister. So, moving on. Moving on. Um, 2007, my final year of high school. Um, it was a challenging year. So, I was playing rugby. You know, I was getting into it, focusing on my studies. And unfortunately, there was just a breakout between my mom and my dad and... It was at that time where it's like, you know, my mom was only working, was working around, yeah, 20 hours a week, which wasn't enough. So it was like I had to make the bold choice of, you know, giving up rugby for helping out my mom. Um, it wasn't an e- it wasn't it wasn't an easy choice, but choice, but I just had to help mom out and. It really, it really made me to become a man, become like a man at an, you know, at an early age, and on top of that as well, you know, that's when Uncle Dave, you know, he would encourage me, you know, especially during that time that I had to work and school at the same time, 
and it, it did affect my results in high school. But, you know, it is what it is, and I just thank the Lord, you know, it says in his word, and everything give thanks. So in 2007, in that year as well, on, I believe August 17th, um, Uncle Dave passed away, 4.30 in the morning. Uh, he was an asthmatic, and unfortunately his asthma had caught up to him, and he passed on, he passed away, and with him passing away, like Uncle Dave, he was more than just an uncle. Uh, he was a mentor and a father figure in the church, especially for me. And to for him to pass away, you know, it really um it really made me sad but also thankful that, you know, he took his time and effort to give me Bible studies and for me to move on to to um establish that bondship, um establish that relationship uh with the Lord and, and I really thank him for that. Um on top of that as well, you know, when Uncle Dave passed away, um you know, really, it really made me think and really, you know, my mindset to really focus on the things of God. Uh, he really motivated me to do Bible school. So in 2008, I went to Bible school. Um, that's what I really enjoyed. Uh, from I really, you know, pumped into Bible school. So from 2008 to my graduation in, I finished around 2010. So that was, a, you know, I just pumped it out after high school. But on top of that as well, you know, even my young life, you do my young life, um, I had the opportunity to do the AYM, Australian Youth Missions. At, um, so at the age of uh, 17, my first AYM trip was to Perth, Western Australia. So shout out to Reverend Paulus and the church over there. Um, I was surprised when I was uh, told that I would be going to Western Australia. Um, I thought to myself, we're going to Victoria or Queensland. But when I saw Western Australia, it's like, wow, that's the other side of the country. So to be given that opportunity, I thank the Lord for that. Um, it was a great eye-opener, uh, especially being on the missions field. And, you know, I really I really love the AYM initiative. I um, mean, to any young person, I really highly recommend it. Uh, because it, in a way, it takes you out of your comfort zone. It takes you out of that, you know, the four walls of your local church, and it places you in another, you know, another setting, in another area, in another atmosphere where, you know, like-minded saints, but you're in, like in a different terrain. So I really highly recommend going to AYM. So, you know, thank you very much, and also acknowledging, um, during that time, my uh, former youth president, who's now Beloved Presbyter and part of the board, uh, Pastor Simon Butcher. And also um, Pastor Jonathan Downs, former youth president before um, Reverend Greg Wilmer came in. So being a part of those uh, AYM, uh, especially my first AYM was a real blessing. So moving on, and Uncle Dave passed and doing Bible school. Um, moving to 2009, I got into youth leadership. Where I was supposed to be, if I was to tell you right now, it was only supposed to be six months of youth leadership, or three months, I believe, and there was other two candidates as well to be trialed out. So Brother Sam, Pastor Sam, he was doing it in that way, in that sort of scenario. But unfortunately, in 2009, my, my world rocked again. Pastor Sam passed away. Um, it was a, it was a, in my words, it was a very big blow. Um, he was a great man of God, or he was a man of a great God. Uh, every week, you know, when he preached, he preached with vigor, he preached with authority, he preached with boldness, he preached in a way that, um, you know, that really made you convicted. 
he preached in a way that, you know, he wasn't, even though he was a Fijian heritage, that he wanted the church to become a, a multicultural church. He was a person that availed himself to every, every individual in the church, you know, to sit down, to have a word, to talk or to fellowship. And I always saw that. And when Brother Sam passed away, it was like, for me, especially being in the year, early years of my youth leadership, it was it was very hard. Um, he helped me out, but also he was very he was very straight. He didn't go around the corners. But you know, when losing a man that you know that has done so much and you know being a mentor to especially pastors that are to individuals that are now pastors now, um, it really yeah it really made me very you know um, emotional. Um, I could say depressed as well. But um, you know, I really learned to overcome and then just persevere and purpose, um, move on. And when he passed away in two thousand nine, I remember getting the phone call, and one of the brethren he was like a larrikin, you know, it's like you know he'll he'll do prank calls, and I don't know whether to believe him or not. And when I received the phone call, um, it was legit, it was real. And I remember I was in Hurstville. I was going down the escalator. It's like, it's like there are moments in your life that you remember where you were at that specific moment. And for that moment, I remember going down the escalator in Hurstville. And I said, no, this can't be true. And I remember taking a walk over to Westfields, going up the ramp, and I made another phone call. And that was confirmed that he did pass away. And hearing that, it's, um, yeah, it's like... It's like something you don't want to hear, but you know it's like the process of life. We are gonna, we are gonna pass someday. And then came to the viewing, to, you know, to see him in the coffin, and you know, to see Sala there beside, you know, beside him, and see church members there. It was a very uh, emotional and sad day, even though we know where he was going. But still, you know, I understand it's to be absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord, but at the same time. I believe that Brother Sam had so much to give. You know, he was at the peak, in my view, at the peak of his of his authority of being a pastor. And I could have, and, you know, for me to, if he was he's still here, put it, you know, go as far as a bishop. So, but only only the Lord knows, and only the Lord knows how to orchestrate such things. So, moving on to youth leadership, of course, um, you know, it was very hard, it was very challenging. Um, you know, there are some things in my early leadership days that I could have fixed up and I could have done right. But, you know, it's all the, in the process of learning. It's um, all in the process of trying to do things right. Um, and also, with Sister Sala being the past, it was another role for her. It was another big role for her to take to take um, take on as well, especially being elected by the church um, in 2010. So... You know, over all those years, you know, I thank the Lord for guiding me, um, you know. And bear in mind, even till now, I've made mistakes in my leadership. I've made errors. Um, you know, I've done some rights and I've done some wrongs. And it just shows that I'm a, you know, I'm a human being. And, you know, that's why I thank the Lord for His Word, the Word of God, you know. That you see individuals in the Bible that made mistakes. You know, David, Moses... Samson, you know all these biblical characters. They made mistakes, but still they had they redeemed themselves in some way or some manner. So, in saying that as well, you know, um, and I'm just thankful to the Lord. He has guided me from when I came as a 14 year old, and now I'm 32 years old. Uh, you know, still living for the Lord, even though I am single, 
but it's not a way to show um, that I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed to say, I'm like, I'm not ashamed to say it, but, you know, I still got the Lord in my life, and there are those that are part of my age that are still single, and, you know, you know, the best person to have in your life is the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, it's says in the word that he that findeth the wife findeth the good one. He that findeth the wife findeth the good thing. And you know, it's not good for man to be alone. I've heard that so many times, especially from the older ministers and families. So, but it's like you know, as long as I got the Lord, and if it comes, you know, I praise God for that. But it's just about being patient, and you know, that's one of the fruits of the spirit. And you know, moving on, I thank the Lord for. You know what he's done, um, what I enjoy about church, um, the fellowship, you know, coming to the sanctuary, um, being in, you know, with the saints, you know, forsaking the gathering of the brethren, um, being a part of something that is greater than I. And, you know, to be, it's something wonderful, um, you know, because being part of those things, it, it makes you feel like you're in another, it's like church is like you're a second family. It's like a family, and that's what I'm thankful for. Um, what I'm thankful for as well is, you know, when mom gave her life to the Lord, and on my 21st birthday, I tell you this right now, 21st birthday, you know, there are people that want a Ferrari or something nice, you know, a key or so. But on my 21st birthday, my grandmother was baptized. My grandma was baptized in Jesus' name. And the first sermon I ever preached, my first time preaching a sermon, at, you know, at 21 years old, uh, she got filled with the Holy Ghost. And I thank the Lord for that. You know, it's amazing how God works. And, um, you know, he's so wonderful and he's so awesome. But, you know, I thank the Lord for what he's done. But 2016, if I was to move there, my mom and grandma, my, my mom and grandma passed in the same year, a month apart. And just like Brother Sam and Uncle Dave, you know, when they passed, when mom and grandma passed away now five years ago, um, I tell her, it was a challenging time. It was a challenging time, and I thank the Lord that He was always there by my side. And when they passed, you know, I thankful. I'm thankful for what they taught me, my mom and my grandma, especially my grandma when she was a Methodist. You know, she always take me Sunday morning to Methodist church. Uh, she always bought me Bible. You know, the Bible pop up books in the states. Uh, she always used to send me my daily bread and. She always encouraged me in the things of God, and uh, I'm really thankful for that. Also, on top of that, you know, it, um, you know, having those two gone from my life, it really made me thankful for, for what they did and what the Lord done, you know, done in their lives, and you know what they imparted onto me. And in saying that as well, um, shout out to all the mothers, to all the grandmothers that are teaching their children the Word of God. Um, it's not in vain. I tell you, no, it's not in vain. Because it's going to come a time in their life, they're going to remember those moments. They're going to remember those moments where, you know, you as a mom or a grandmother taught them the word of God or, you know, showed them the Bible or bought a, bought like a gift that had a scripture on it or something like that. And it will go a long way. And, you know, I thank the Lord for their lives. Look, I miss them so much. I miss them a lot. But, you know, one day we'll meet again. And, you know, that's what I look forward to. Um, and on top of that as well, you know, God has been good. Like, even at, you know, looking back now, I never thought I'd go to 16 countries and see what God is doing in those nations. You know, to attend the North American Youth Congress in Kentucky in 2013. 
um, going to Papua New Guinea twice in 2017-2018, uh, going to American Samoa and Samoa, and going to Fiji 10 times to conferences or events. And I really thank the Lord for that. Um, on top of that as well, you know, uh, going to places I thought I would have not gone to. Um, just recently coming back from a missions trip in the Lullumboy, seeing what God is doing there in the community near the Kala, and shout out to Pastor Dan and uh, Sister Chris Lotu um, for what they're doing. And to see that really motivated me to do my part in the kingdom. Also, on top of that, I thank the Lord for the Thursday night prayer meetings we have, I have with the brethren. So shout out to Brother Sione, uh, Brother Jacob, uh, Brother Isai, Brother Willie, Brother Samson, Brother Suli, Brother Sukove, uh, those that attend prayer meetings, uh, Brother Richard, Brother Chris Dunstan. And I thank the Lord for you guys that, you know, to have those sort of uh, prayer meetings is awesome. And not that to my church as well, uh, you know, having prayer meetings on Mondays, Wednesday night Bible studies, Sunday morning service, Friday night youth, Bible school through Zoom. I thank the Lord, you know, especially for Pastor Ben now, Stabby, doing, you know, all the, you know, working behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. And it's wonderful to see them, you know, an example like that in the church. And, you know, I really love, you know, where I go to church in Parramatta and I thank the Lord what he, the Lord is doing in Parramatta, regardless of what we've gone through. But, you know, God is still working, even though we don't see him working, but he's still working. And, you know, that's, it's, that's what I'm thankful for. Also on top of that as well, I know I thank the Lord for, you know, for these past 12 years, I think, yeah, 12 years, or well, 13 years, have no, 12 years of youth ministry. Um, I never thought to myself that I'll come this far. I never thought to myself that I'll reach this milestone of serving in youth ministry for the, the, so many years. But not in that as well, you know, I thank the Lord for... Not only youth ministry, but um, you know, just to be part of part of the church, part of the church body, part of the family, doing our best to, you know, show forth the love and you know, love and peace, especially in the community outside. And I, I thank the Lord for that. Um, and I'm really thankful for what He has done. I'm thankful for what He's doing, and uh, thankful for everything else. And you know, if I was to say to any young person that may be listening, um, you know, just tr trust God. Trust God. Put God first in everything. Fast, pray, read His Word. Just do, just do the basics. It's all about getting back to the basics. You know, sometimes you want to do, you want to go, you don't want to try and jump ahead, but you can't jump ahead of God. You know, you can't leap ahead of God. You know, God knows that we're human, and you know, in order for that to occur. You know, we just got to do stick to the basics, and that's what I'm thankful for. Like, I never knew to myself that you know, starting from, you know, when I first my first ministry before besides youth ministry was OHP, the overhead projector, and you know, there was one brother named Brother Chuta, which he has passed on. He had the fastest hands. These are the old school projectors, not the computers. I'm talking about the projector with the slides. So doing the slides and that, bro, you had to be quick. So I saw Brother Chute and I said, you know, I want to do that. So I remember doing that, uh, doing that. And I you know I tried to copy Brother Chute because he had fast hands. And in a way, I didn't copy it, but I just did it my, my own style. 
And I thank the Lord for that. So shout out to all the overhead projectors, the one that put the songs on the board. That's a that's a good that's a ministry there, man. Because you have the role of putting songs for people to see. Because I, I kid you not, I've been in services where there's no there's no song words so you know words on the board, and you're trying to figure out what they're saying by watching their lips, and it can be pretty awkward if you're looking at them and you're trying to make out what words are they saying, what are the next words they're gonna say. So shout out to all the overhead projector singers, uh, projectors, the people behind the scenes that uh, do their part. So, yeah, you know, I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for, you know, being part of something I, I never knew I'd be a part of, you know. Coming as a 14-year-old now, come, you know, turning 32, um, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunities the Lord has given me. But in saying that, you know, uh, if I was to do an icebreaker now, um. If I had five people come to my table or coming over to dinner, as I do with the other guests, it would be, of course, David, Solomon, um, Samson, Moses, and I'll put Esther, those five characters. Because behind each of these stories, it's pretty unique. You know, behind each of these stories shows what they went through and, you know, what they had to overcome. And I'm thankful that... These are characters that they, you know, these people that um, that laid the foundation of, you know, doing their part for the kingdom, even though, you know, some made mistakes in there, but still they persevered on. And, you know, that's what I have, that's what I might to my dinner table, folks. So in saying that as well, uh, my scriptures, so my main scripture will be Philippians 4.13 all the way. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And throughout the years, you know, I'm thankful because I can do all things. You know, I'm thankful for um, people, not only outside of church, but in the church as well, they said I couldn't do it. But, you know, his word says I can do all things. And by um, with their words, whether it be positive or negative, it's been a motivating factor for me to pursue and to show that I can do all things. And I thank the Lord for that, you know, to see that, you know, because when they say they couldn't do it and when I've done it, I stay humble and say, thank you, Lord. And, you know, I thank the Lord for that. Um, but, you know, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to share my story um, on this podcast and then especially on this episode. But also on top of that, to unveil those that are listening as well, um, you know, just really put your trust in God. He'll guide you through. He'll guide you through. He may not be... It may be challenging times. You think it's it's, you know, it's it's not going to be over, but look, just like with a storm, there's always a sunshine at the end of the tunnel. But sometimes we have to go through storms that the Lord can teach us that He is the one in control of the storm. But in saying that as well, I thank the Lord that during those storms, He's um you know He's always helped me, especially my mama, mama and I to overcome, and just yeah, just keep on keeping on, and holding on. So. I thought I'll share that for this brief moment of time. But also on top of that, um, you know, I do hope that this story that I've shared, my story, my journey that I've shared with you today is a way to see that, you know, God is no respecter of persons. God is no respecter of persons. If he can use a donkey, he can use you. If he can use a person that was once a persecutor, become one of the greatest evangelists of all time, he can use you. Don't try and be like, you know, limit yourself so I can't be used. But God can use you, my friend. Because if he can use me, he can use you. So in saying that, this is Brother Cruz. 
Youth Leader of the Pentecostals of Parramatta and host of Everyday Apostolics, signing out because Jesus is the reason for the season. Thank you once again and take care and God bless.